Hello, and welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast, previously called the Eating Disorder Therapist Podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Food Freedom Coach, and I'm really excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information, and soon to be invited guests to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you very much for listening today. So initially, I just wanted to mention a bit about why I've changed my name. And I've done this as I want to open up my reach to the many, many people who suffer from disordered eating symptoms and poor body image. And I think so many people suffer but don't fit neatly into an eating disorder diagnosis. And it's so common among people that they don't validate their symptoms because they don't think they're severe. So they think, I'm not ill enough, so it's not really a problem. And actually, in reality, eating disorders and disordered eating, it doesn't just impact young, white, teenage girls. And we tend to get a lot more information and media coverage about anorexia compared to the other eating disorders. But we know that disordered eating and eating disorders... They impact people of all weights, shapes, sizes, ages, gender and ethnicity. So I want to reflect that in my message and reach out to a wider audience. So that's a bit about that. And I also wanted a name to reflect the positive aspects of recovery as overcoming disordered eating is absolutely all about finding freedom, not just with food, but with life. So today I want to talk about staying calm in the storm of the coronavirus. Now we're in really difficult times at the moment and this is particularly challenging if you're struggling with your mental health and it's particularly tricky if you're struggling with disordered eating and poor body image. So as we move towards lockdown with schools and workplaces shutting down and running on skeleton staff, people are self-isolating and the normal freedoms are limited. You might feel that your routine has been completely disrupted and you're feeling panicky about how you're going to manage in the months ahead. You might be worrying about getting access to your normal foods. You might be eating less or more in response to the stress of it all. And you might be worried about self-isolating and feeling trapped and frustrated at home. And you might also be stuck inside with family or friends that you're used to spending, not used to spending even, hours of the day with. Because, and this can put a great strain on relationships. And you might be worried as well about being unable to exercise in your normal setting and become very inactive. So I'm going to talk about my five golden tips for coping with this period. Trying to stay sane with your food and with mood. Okay, so here we go. Number one, it's about managing our anxiety. So there is so much anxiety around at the moment. You can sense it from conversations, media reports and people's behaviour. And I think anxiety is actually more contagious almost than the virus itself. If you're struggling with food, heightened anxiety can disrupt your relationship with food. So you probably have your own individual response to stress. So you might want to turn to food to soothe or you might lose your appetite or it might not change at all. There's no right or wrong response here, and I think we all respond a bit differently here. And you might interestingly find that your body image starts to worsen with all this anxiety around. And this might not seem logical, but we know that difficult feelings often get projected or put onto the body. 
And this is quite unconscious. But if you're feeling increasingly anxious, you might find yourself increasingly preoccupied with weight, shape or how you look. So it's trying to remember a bit here as well that if your body image is suddenly changing, it's probably about other things. It's not as though your body has really changed. So trying to hold that bigger picture. So managing anxiety is absolutely key to staying sane. And there are some things that you can control whilst there are other things that you can't control. So we want to kind of be focusing on the things where we can have some control and influence. So firstly, really think about how much you're absorbing from the news and social media. So currently you might feel bombarded from all angles, from TV, radio, social media feeds, water cooler conversations, or just even people at home if you're not having those water cooler conversations, not being able to go into work. So make a time to tune in every day to get updates because I think it's, it's helpful to kind of know what's going on, just kind of realising where things are at. But then get away from the media, get away from the TV, turn it off if needed and so you can be distracted and focus on other things. You don't have to be plugged in all day. So really set a boundary there and limit your time. And try not to make it the top conversation either. I mean, I know this is easier said than done. Every conversation at the moment seems to be about the coronavirus. But if others around you are using catastrophic, fearful language, you'll only get drawn in. So step away, seek out people who are calmer and distract yourself. And notice your thinking. Many people are currently going into catastrophic thinking and anticipating the absolute worst. And this is leading to all kind of panic-driven responses, including all the panic buying from supermarkets. And catastrophic thinking can include thoughts like, we're going to starve to death, everyone I love is going to get very ill, I can't cope with everything. Now, it's not that we are trying to avoid thinking about the seriousness of this matter or to take things lightly. lightly. We do need to take things seriously, but it is trying to keep perspective not living minute by minute in a fear response. Because as well, our catastrophic thoughts lead to intense emotions, usually upset, panic, fear and anxiety. So if you notice your thoughts going off in a negative direction, quietly bring yourself back to the present. Take a deep breath, look at the bigger picture of things. Are your thoughts really based on fact or is it a heightened emotional reaction? I know for me that when I feel anxious, there's several things that work particularly well for me. One of these is just changing my environment. Sometimes I know at work, if I get anxious, it can be quite busy and stressful sometimes with constant stimulus. And I'm definitely someone who needs little pauses to land and process what's going on. Otherwise, I can feel a bit like a rabbit in the headlights. I don't really know what I'm thinking or feeling. I know that I just feel really stressed out. So sometimes when I'm at work, I'll just go outside for 10 minutes. I'll go without my phone and I'll just breathe in the air, maybe do a very short walk, feel the fresh air on my face and get my head above water again. Other times as well, I might go to a cafe. That might not be so possible at the moment. Um, But again, it's just something, a change of environment. It might be at home, it just might be moving to a different room, moving maybe away from your screen, or maybe going out in the garden. I know as well, I find that doing something that requires maybe a bit of concentration, but nothing too taxing helps. 
So if I'm at home, I might go out and see the guinea pigs, perhaps change their water or something. I might wash up or fold the washing, distribute around the house, do something in a way where I can just kind of be a bit calmer in my thoughts. And I'm kind of doing something that can be quite distracting, but also can kind of give me a chance to kind of take a step back and get perspective. And through that, I can usually feel a bit more settled and calm. And sometimes I'll talk to someone, but of course it's got to be the right person. So someone who maybe has got a good sense of humour, who's calm to be around, someone who's quite chilled. Um, If I'm in that stressed state, I don't want to speak to someone who's going to get more anxious than me or who's going to demand of me. Um, You know, that's not going to be really great because I'm already not operating from the best place myself. So think about what might work for you. Write down a list of your top five strategies to keep you calm and reduce anxiety. So moving on to point number two, thinking about your eating. Now, it's so helpful just to accept that your eating patterns and activity levels are going to be a bit out of sync for the next few weeks. It might be that you can't get your favourite foods so availably or that your change of routine has prompted a change in eating habits. So your normal foods might not be on the shelf in the supermarket and going to the supermarket itself may become stressful, busy and overwhelming. So try to accept that this is how it is going to be for a little while. Again, stop, pause and take a breath. Trust that you'll find a way through this. It doesn't have to be a catastrophe. Trust that you can problem solve and keep yourself safe. And of course, during this period, you want to try and keep going with good progress and not lose weight or slip back into old behaviours. And you may need to really pull your support network around you to help with this. And accept your eating might be a little off key. It's okay. Eating doesn't have to be perfect. And you might need to create a new routine and adjust a little. It might need a bit of planning or asking for support. You can do it though. It could even be an opportunity to push yourself out of your comfort zone with different foods. And you might cope much better than you imagine. You might also be worried about binge eating if you're stockpiling food. If binging is a real problem currently... Think about as well where you store the food so maybe it's not really easily available at any opportunity. And if you're prone to binge eating, make sure that you're eating regularly, three meals and three snacks so that you don't get over hungry. Plan in distraction techniques or coping strategies for dealing with emotional eating. And now is definitely not the time to go on a mad strict diet that will tempt you to binge. And if you can't exercise as normal, plan in a walk or something that you can do at home. It could be a time to address those overactivity patterns and think about doing things differently. This could be a time to have some well-deserved rest and downtime and to practice your tolerance of this. Try, if you can, to do some gentle movement daily, though. It will help lift your mood, decrease anxiety, improve sleep and will help as well with body image. So food and activity might be a bit different for a bit. That's okay, though. You will handle it. Have trust and faith in yourself and use this as a time to step out of your comfort zone. So moving on to my next point, planning in routine and structure. Now, you're likely to have lost your normal structure and routine. And if you're actually unwell, you might be confined to your bed or isolated for some time. So this can be really, really hard. And I think so many people really struggle with this. And obviously, if you're unwell, you need to rest, you need to isolate, you need to take this time out. 
you might not have much of a routine at all during this period. However, if you're at home and you're well, work to have some routine and implement some structure in your day. So maybe write yourself a timetable and divide your day up into blocks. Try and include a variety of activities that involve a change of scene or movement so that you don't feel stale or stuck in a rut. Work to get up in the morning at the same time and have some purpose and meaning to your day. And if you live in the countryside or have access to the outside without spreading the virus, then make the most of this. Time outside and moving is absolutely beneficial for your mental well-being. And if you have children, they will value this downtime and chance to run off steam. So keep meal times and snacks to regular times so you can have some routine. And this could even be time for an opportunity. Again, assuming that you are well, make the most of this time to work on a new project, do some writing or artwork or catch up with friends online. You might find that you have infinitely more free time in the next few weeks than you would normally. And this could be, you know, a real chance to kind of indulge in those hobbies, um, write that book you've always wanted to write. Who knows? You know, it could be an opportunity. And you'll likely be using screens a lot. And it could be a great time to catch up on Netflix, documentaries, maybe learn a new skill off YouTube. So several of my clients have been planning in self-care schedules to keep themselves safe. And I know that I'm thinking already about this too for myself and my children to protect the well-being of our family. Because I know that when we're all at home under one roof that emotions will be heightened and the frustration levels will rise. So as much as possible, I want to be proactive in managing this and thinking about how we can all stay as sane as possible. I will let you know how this one goes. So this links on to my next point number four. Don't be afraid to set some boundaries. Now, you'll be spending time with your loved ones, probably, but often who you don't spend hours and hours and hours of the day with. Your beloved, most beloved family members can become extremely irritating and there might be all kinds of tension experienced when you're shut in together. I know that in our own household here, we've already been arguing about technology and use of the TV and boredom, and we're only at the very beginning. So create some boundaries to help yourself cope. Maybe you need some time away. Maybe you need to make sure you speak to a key person or friend daily to share frustrations and stay upbeat. Maybe you need to think about how you manage noise levels and people in a room. It can be helpful to have these discussions when things are calmer and before you all hit boiling point. So work to communicate your limits to others and say no if you need to. You're not going to be able to please everyone at the same time, but that's okay. Boundaries are key. And finally, point number five, staying connected. So we can't connect physically with people in the same way, but we can stay connected emotionally and mentally. FaceTime, Skype, emails, phone calls, all readily available at the moment. So try and have one meaningful connection per day to stay in touch with people you care about. So notice as well the people that make you feel energised and uplifted or calm and resilient. You want to be spending more time with these people. And take care not to get into the role of overly supporting others and then feeling anxious or emotionally drained. You really need to keep some reserves for yourself and it's not your job to be responsible for everyone. So there have been some amazing things already going on online with choir singing together, large FaceTime groups, churches streaming their services 
to name a few, and it's likely that these will become increasingly creative and helpful over the coming weeks. And in our neighbourhood, a kind neighbour has formed a WhatsApp group, somewhere where we can share and ask for support if needed. And this is a real positive that's come from all of this. And hopefully we're going to get a greater sense of community and connection. So times are tough right now. Many of us are struggling and worrying about the weeks and months ahead. And if you have issues with food, you might be feeling particularly worried. So do what you can to manage your mental health through this tough time. Work on managing your anxiety and work to stay calm. Think about how you manage your food and accept that things will be a little bit off the routine for the moment. Create your own structure and routine day to day so you feel that you have some planning and that you feel that you have a variety of things and you're not going to get stuck in a rut. Set boundaries where needed and also really important just make sure you keep staying connected to others. So remember, this too will pass. It is likely not going to be an easy time, but have trust and faith in yourself. You will get through this. You will be okay. So have a ponder and reflect on these tips that I've shared and let me know in the comments how you're coping right now. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at foodfreedomcoach. And for regular tips and insights into overcoming disordered eating, do sign up for weekly articles on my blog page at foodfreedomcoach.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.